This is The Ghost Light, the weekly interview podcast that shines the spotlight on theater professionals that don't see it as often as the stars. At 21, I was a young performance artist and around I'd run with art school dudes and we would spend our day Thanks for tuning in to the 18th episode of The Ghost Light. A few things before we get to today's interview. If you have some time, please consider leaving an Apple Podcast review and subscribing to the show on your podcasting app. Also, if you know anyone who might fit nicely on the show, please reach out to me at TGLPod on Twitter and Facebook with their contact information, and I will gladly get in touch with them to get an interview set up. Can you think of someone who has inspired you? Maybe somebody in a role of authority that has had a huge influence on you in your early years? Today, I get to interview my high school theater director, Jeremy Furman. Jeremy has been working in the Dallas-Fort Worth theater scene for quite some time now, but decided to use his talents instructing others in the mid-2000s. My time at Legacy High School was special because I was encouraged to try a number of things. I learned how to build sets, I learned how to act, and most importantly, how to be a well-rounded person. Enjoy this episode. The long outlasted us. Now we don't talk all that much. We all grew up and all lost touch and never speak. A mention of regretted, but forget it, we're good. We did it because we knew that we could. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Today I am joined by. Jeremy Furman, which is very hard for me to say. I've been saying Mr. Furman for like my entire life, but uh, I'll keep it professional and say Jeremy. Um, what I know about you is you were my high school theater teacher for two years. Yeah, I, I joined my junior year. So two years. Uh, very influential to me. You're very uh, passionate about the theater, so I'm very excited to have you on. Well, thanks, Matt. Of course, of course. So why don't you start by just telling people how you got started into the theater and where you are today? Well, um, I guess it kind of goes back to, I mean, really technically fourth grade. I played a, played a cow in a little program called the Christmas Cactus. Um, but then really I saw my older brother when he was in a show in junior high. And I thought, that's kind of cool. And uh, so when I got to junior high, I, I said, this is what I'm going to do. And um, so I auditioned and it happened to be the same play. We got, I got cast as the same part my brother had played. I think the director may have. Wow. Kind of the odds. Thought, you know, thought that, you know, like, oh, we'll just <laughs> put Furman in, you know. But um, it was also that year that we went to, I lived in San Antonio at the time, and we went to, I think it was, you know, memory, if memory serves, mm-hmm. uh, a UTSA production. And it was, they had dramatized or had scripts for some scary it was like Halloween. It's some scary shows. And I remember they did, they did the monkey's paw. Mm-hmm. And the one that really stuck out to me was Edgar Allan Poe's, uh, the telltale heart. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I had sat in a dark theater and sound and lights and performance all kind of came together. And to this day, I remember that beating heart and you know, the, the fear that the actor, you know, showed telling that story. So that kind of was kind of the beginning, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did theater all through high school. Um, always intended to be a theater teacher, kind of. Um, 
there was a, there was a point in my life where I was like, I'm going to go be an actor. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, it's, I guess it's good, you know, and, uh, went to, went to Midwestern state university, uh, in Wichita Falls, Texas. Uh, it was a small department, but a good solid department. Um, and I think the best thing I got out of that, um, school was, was coming out of it as a well-rounded theater person, or as my professor would say, a theatrician, mm-hmm. one who practices theater, you know, um, because I went in, I'm going to be an actor. And then I found out I could get paid to work in the scene shop. So <laughs> I kind of made my way in there. And my second year started getting paid to work in the scene shop. Um, and, uh, then ended up doing publicity and box office management and all sorts of things. And just, I came out a better actor, a better director, and I could dabble in almost any aspect of theater after leaving that department. And it really, I think really molded me to become a theater teacher because we literally dabble in everything. Mm-hmm. So um, after college, uh, I wanted to go to graduate school for directing and um, I kept hitting roadblocks of, you don't have enough experience, you're not old enough, um, lots of different um, different things that people were telling me. So I said, okay, fine, I'll go get a job and I'm going to do theater. Mm-hmm. So I came back to Dallas, Fort Worth and, um, did that. <laughs> um, I think at, at one particular theater between like 2001 and 2015, I worked on almost 40 shows. Um, and that's just at one theater I did, I did, work at lots of different places. Um, my wife and I did lighting designs at pocket sandwich theater for three or four years. Um, worked at onstage in Bedford in Bedford, Texas, um, mm-hmm. runway theater in grapevine. Uh, that's called something different now, but Irving community theater. I did a couple shows there, lots of different places and just got stuff on my resume. And then at some point I was selling cell phones at the time. I went, I need to, I need to do a, something. I'm going to go back to what I originally wanted to do. And I want to teach this. Mm-hmm. And I think I've got experience enough to do that. So I got my post-baccalaureate teaching certification and uh, went looking for jobs. And uh, I finished my certification uh, at Mansfield High School in 2006. Mm-hmm. And then in 2007, Legacy opened and uh, they told me I was coming over here to open the school. And I have literally been here ever since <laughs> yeah 10 years now it's impressive that's this is the 11th year of the school the 11th year oh okay it opened yeah, in 2006 open well, it opened 2007 but oh, okay I've, I've tried to figure out the math yeah but <laughs> last year was technically the 10th year this is the 11th but it's been a it's been a long time yeah so I, it's, either it's way built. very impressive yeah. So I want to go back yeah. a little bit to when you were working in the North Texas theater scene. What did that look like? Mm-hmm. Did you just make a bunch of connections and work that way? Or are you just worked at that one theater and that kind of led to other jobs in the area? Um, well, I started out just auditioning for shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and in auditioning for those shows, um, I know the first show I did was a, a British farce and, uh, called it runs in the family ray cooney and another director that was directing the next show saw me in that and and she told me later she's now one of my my good friends she said i saw you i was like i need to find out who that guy is because he's 
he's doing something that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she cast me in that next show. And so, because I auditioned for it, because I said, I'm auditioning for everything I can. And uh, kind of from there, just I met people through people and that sort of thing. Um, it also helped that my, my now wife, she was my girlfriend at the time, um, was, she ended up working for Texas Nonprofit Theaters, um, which is a, a great organization that supports nonprofit community theaters in Texas. Mm-hmm. And she met a lot of people through that. And therefore I did too. And we just kind of just through connections and contacts and auditions, mm-hmm. uh, made some really good friends, did some really good theater. And I think hopefully, you know, affected audiences and, and told good stories. You also were selling cell phones is what you said to supplement <laughs> your income. Do you think that it's challenging in a market like Dallas Fort Worth to make theater your job as opposed to maybe in New York where there's a bounty of options of working for the most part? Yeah, I mean, there there are a lot of theaters in, in Dallas Fort Worth. Most of them don't pay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, a lot of them will they'll pay music directors, clearly. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of them will pay directors. Um, some will give actors a stipend. Like, here's $75. Thanks for spending six weeks with us <laughs> plus performances. Yeah. You know, um, which is you know, better than most, you know, but um, I wasn't in it. I wasn't doing it for the money mm-hmm. at the time. I was doing it because I was passionate about it. And um, some of the theaters I was working with, I wouldn't say they gave me carte blanche, but they, they would ask me, you know, hey, what show do you want to direct? You know, hey, be on this play selection committee and help us choose a season. Um, you know, and that was, that was really cool because it, it was an opportunity to say, hey, we, this theater's not doing shows like this. Can we try this out? Mm-hmm. You know, um, kind of forcing theaters that were doing, you know, the fun, family-friendly stuff to say, hey, why don't we do something a little more edgy? Why don't we, you know, try something? Um, at Runway Theater, we, we did a thing called the Departure Series because Runway Theater is in Grapevine, Texas. Mm-hmm. And it's the end of the Runway Players because it's right by the airport. Um, and so we thought Departure Series, it's a departure from the normal shows that they do, but it's also kind of a, a pun on airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, so we, they, you know, we got to do, I got to direct, um, vertical hour. Um, we did who's afraid of Virginia Wolf. We did, um, misery, just some shows that they wouldn't put in their normal season. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did them on kind of a truncated rehearsal schedule and they kind of plopped in between shows, um, in between their main stage shows. And we would have like a week or two in the, in, in the theater space right after a show closed, do that show. And then the next show would start building their set and everything. Mm-hmm. So, so it was, it was nice to be, to have flexibility and be able to do cool stuff. Most definitely. Cause that, that leads into another question I had was even in the time that I was involved in the theater scene in Dallas, Fort Worth, which was less than you, obviously, um, mm-hmm. did, did you see like a change in the overall work that the area was doing? Because when, it seemed like when I first started, there were a lot of those more family friendly shows and people weren't necessarily taking risks. But then you have theaters like Kitchen Dog that are popping up and doing mm-hmm. pretty much exclusively edgy and pushing the boundaries. So have you seen a change in the time that you've been working in Dallas Fort Worth? Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think there has been. I think it's growth, really. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's what people are starting to want more. And there are still the theaters that that's their 
that's their gig. That's their shtick is we're doing family friendly shows and, and that's all we're going to do. And that's, that's wonderful because, you know, I need somewhere I can take my daughter to, <laughs> you know, to see the music man or Aladdin junior, you know, but then my wife and I want to go see new works and, uh, something that's not quite, you know, for our five-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and we'll, we'll take some days and go and try to do that as much as we can. Mm-hmm. So, so when you were um, working in the theater and you were doing kind of a generalist thing, you were acting and you were designing and building sets and doing all this stuff, how did that lead mm-hmm. into teaching? I know that you said that you were interested early on in life, but did, that, did all of that generalization of your work kind of lead you toward teaching? Um, it was kind of always in the back of my mind to be a teacher, mm-hmm. uh, but I wasn't sure what, I, what I'd be able to give students until I had experience. And I think that kind of went back to what the schools were telling me, you know, you don't have enough experience. Well, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And you know, I thought I did. You know, I, was, I was graduating from college. I knew everything, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I didn't. Um, and I, I still don't. And I think, I think it's important to be a lifelong learner. I think in doing all of that work, I finally decided, you know, I need, I need to do this during the day too. Mm-hmm. And I need to, to have something selling cell phones just wasn't doing it for me, you know, and I needed something a little more stable. You know, insurance was, it became a, you know, probably should, should have that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and that sort of thing. It just kind of went, it just one day it just kind of clicked. I need to get my certification and go and go do this. Mm-hmm. I tried a couple times before I had certification. I don't know what I was thinking to talk to principals and, and talk to schools about getting hired. I had a friend who let me, be her technical advisor mm-hmm. at a high school. And I went in and I did a couple shows with her because she and, and her coworker uh, tech wasn't their strong suit. Yeah. And it wasn't mine until I went to college until, and kind of figured out this isn't really important. Um, and uh, she let me, she paid me to, to work on a couple, I think I did four shows with her and I thought, you know, this is, this is fun. You know, these, these kids, watching a kid learn how to program a whole hog in a couple days, you know, using moving lights for the first time. Mm-hmm. She was learning. I was learning. I called a friend who knew how to, how to run a console like that. And, you know, I was learning on the spot. And I thought, if I can learn like this and she can learn like this, I can make this my profession. I can make this something that I do to create people who not just that do theater, but who have an appreciation for what it is. So you said that you completed your certification at Mansfield High School, which is another high school in the Mansfield School District, and then moved mm-hmm. to Legacy, and they just told you that you were opening that school. Was that exciting to you to open a new school, or did you want to work somewhere more established first? What did that feel like? Well, it was, it, it's funny. Um, they, I was there for one year. And there were three of us, and they were going back down to two teachers. So obviously, it's last one in, first one out. Mm-hmm. And the principal called me in and said, I've got good news and bad news. Like, <laughs> okay. Uh, the good news is you still have a job. Yes, mm-hmm. that's very good news. So the bad news is it's not here. It's at Legacy, the new school. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm thinking, how is that bad news? Yeah. I get to open a school, put things where I want to put them so that they're, they make sense. You know, because I'd spent that year kind of, cleaning and, and making things my own. Well, mm-hmm. I got to move to legacy and, and, and it, it was ours. Um, 
Melanie McIntyre and I got to, to build it the way we wanted to build it. Mm-hmm. So it was fun. Yeah. Uh, challenge is always good, right? <laughs> Push yeah. yourself a yeah. little bit. Yeah. You know, luckily, I, I had met her before. I had met my new coworkers, uh, Melanie. Uh, I had met her because I worked with her sister at mm-hmm. the other school. So we kind of knew each other. So it wasn't coming in to meet someone brand spanking new. Yeah. Um, but it was a brand, brand new building and it was, everything was pristine. Mm-hmm. Everything's a little worn now, but <laughs> you know, been around for a while. as things, as happens in the theater and you know, we have more stuff, yeah. but um, we know where things are for definitely, the most part. Definitely. So the objective yeah. of the legacy high school theater is to seek to enhance the development of our students throughout their entire educational experience. What does that mean to you? Um, you read my website. I am. Um, <laughs> uh, what it means to me is I want to prepare students. Well, it's kind of twofold. I want all of my students to have an appreciation for theater, whether they go on to do it as a profession or not. But the ones who do, I want to give them the foundation that they need to go on to a college program or wherever they end up and have at least a base knowledge that when they get to college, they're not surprised by things. You know, they're going to be surprised. They're going to learn new things. That, then that's fine. But I want them to at least have heard of you know, certain people's names. I want them to know who Sanford Meisner is. I want them to know who Uta Hagen was. You know, I want them to know, um, to at least seen or touched a light board, um, to know what sound design is. That's not just pulling songs off of YouTube and playing them. You know, I want them to, to have a base knowledge of everything that they can do to make it, to make it in a college program. And I hope I'm doing that. Oh, no, no. I was about to say, I definitely felt that way. Um, you and, and Miss Mac, who you spoke about before, were always very passionate and you pushed us to learn a lot of things that uh, I don't want to make comparisons because I don't know what other schools are like, but I can't imagine that most people that are teaching theater are as excitable as you guys. So that was always a treat. Thank you. <laughs> no problem at all. So I think one of the, maybe one of the biggest rewards of being a teacher at least how i imagine it is seeing these people grow up and become adults what is that experience like for you it's it's actually it's really been very cool very humbling i guess you know i see and it, I, I love social media well mm-hmm. i love some social media um <laughs> I'm saying. i love facebook in the sense that i can keep up with people a lot more and um, seeing where all of you guys have have gone, mm-hmm. and not just not just your group, but everyone since. You know, I've had students go to University of Evansville. I've had students go to TCU. I've had students go to OU, um, mm-hmm. UT Austin in the BFA program, um, St. Edwards in in Austin. Uh, just lots of really. I've got a student in Nebraska right now, even in Nebraska Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. So it, it's. Just seeing you guys go off and, and spread your wings, learn more, um, and then even get into the business. I mean, mm-hmm. Sophie did a national tour. Um, a couple of students are off in L.A. doing, you know, writing screenplays, making movies. Um, and it's, it's nice to see you guys grow 
and spread your wings and do more than, than I've done. But I know that for a little smidgen of the time, I had you guys here and, and we worked together and did some really cool stuff while we were here mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of forming a foundation. Yeah. So it's, it's humbling. Yeah. So, um, I'm sure you talk to your current students about, you know, what, what your goals for them are all the time, but what is some advice you would have just in general for any theater kid or not any kid in high school that is interested in getting into theater? What, what do you think that doing theater gives people that they might not get otherwise? I would say to, and I say this constantly is, um, something my high school theater teacher kind of instilled in me is never settle for mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Don't just do enough. Strive for more. You know, we talk about goals you know, and, and characters and, and, you know, and work and that sort of thing. You know, set your goals high mm-hmm. and know that no one's going to hand it to you. You've got to work and you've got to work hard and it's not going to be easy and people are going to say no to you and you have to be okay with that mm-hmm. and pick yourself up by the bootstraps and go on to the next thing. Um, and that's okay. And also that you have, to, you have to fail to learn. You have to try things, figure out that that's not working, and then try something else. Mm-hmm. And don't just quit. You know? And uh, that, is, that is the biggest thing that I found out. You know, if, if I had stopped trying to be a teacher after the first school told me no, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been here for, you know, 10 or 11 years and, and done the, the work that we've done. Mm-hmm. So to answer all your questions. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think okay. that's something that's interesting about theater people is that motivation is mostly inward. It's a lot of thinking reflectively about yourself and what you want to do and how you're going to reach your goals. And, and there are people that support you along the way. But would you say that most of that motivation has to come from inside you? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're marketing yourself, you know, whether you're an actor or a technician, you're, you're, you're selling yourself and you have to be able to, you have to be able to motivate that. You know, you don't have a boss telling you, all right, come on guys, let's do this today. Let's get this done. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're working on a crew and you have a designer or a master electrician <laughs> telling you what to do, you know, but yeah, you've got to, you've got to push yourself mm-hmm. and you're going to have support. Yeah, I think everyone needs a support system, but a lot of it's got to come from within. Okay. So what is the future for Jeremy Furman? Maybe outside of legacy or what are you hoping to take legacy to? What heights do you hope to reach? <sighs> um, gosh, you know, I, I want to continue to produce good theater people, mm-hmm. um, well-rounded theater people. You know, um, I try to make sure that every kid who comes through here to be an actor runs a board, mm-hmm. um, paints a set, does something. Every technician that comes through here, oh, I just want to do tech. I want them to at least audition for a play mm-hmm. to see what that's like for the actors so that they can appreciate that. Um, for myself, you know, I always go back and forth. It's like, well, I could go get my master's. Mm-hmm. But I've got, I've got two kids. I've got a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And right now, that's not feasible for me because I want to go get my master's in, probably in directing. Mm-hmm. And there aren't any 
summer programs for that or, or anything. I'd have to stop working here and, and go do that. And that's not, that's not what I want to do. I don't think that's, that's doing the job that I've set out to do. Yeah. Um, I try to go to every conference I can. I try to go to every workshop I possibly can to get better at what I do without that masters, you know, yeah. um, every, every chance I get, I'm trying to learn something new mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm spreading myself super thin because <laughs> I <laughs> dabble in every aspect of theater as a high school theater teacher, mm-hmm. you know, but, but I try to learn as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure so. there are many college theater directors that are excited that you want all of your actors to know how to run a light board. Um, Cause I know that that's something that at least where I went to school, that was a big emphasis. They want you to be well-rounded. They want you to try everything to see whether mm-hmm. or not you might like running a light board more than acting, or you might like writing more than acting. So kudos to you for that. Thanks. Of course. So my last question is, is there a show that you haven't done at Legacy, maybe due to restrictions or, you know, you don't have the right lights or, or whatever that you would like to do? And what is that show? Yeah, you read so many shows and it's just like they all kind of eventually come. Oh, I know. I know. Okay. Okay. Uh, the House of Blue Leaves. Ah, good one. Is one of my favorite shows. I don't think I can do it. I, well, I know I can't do it at the high school level. Yeah. Um, it was one of the shows that kind of, it was one of the shows I saw at Midwestern State the year before I started there that kind of made me go, wow, this is what theater can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I saw it, oh, I saw it at TCU. Yeah, that was a gorgeous but, show. Like four or five years ago now? <laughs> How long ago was that? Oh, man. That was probably 2011, 2012. So, yeah, six mm-hmm. years ago, probably. Yeah. yeah. My gosh, yeah. Yeah, and that was, yeah, The House of Blue Leaves. Yeah, that's a great choice. Was, yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun to do. Just, I mean, that's, that's fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it'd be great to do just both direction, I think scenically, lighting. There's so much you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The House of Blue Leaves. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I like that answer. There we that, go. That's, that's a beautiful show. Uh, I think that's a success. So I, I want to thank you for coming on, Jeremy. It means so much to me. Uh, like I said, you were such an inspirational person in my life that pushed me to pursue it in college. And even though I don't do it as much anymore, my wife is still reaping the benefits of an education at Legacy Theater. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Matt. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. Do you have any social media to plug that you would like people to follow or any shows coming up at Legacy you would like to promote? Um, well, uh, social media, you can follow my Twitter at Mr. Jeremy Furman. Mm-hmm. Um, our website is, uh, legacyhstheater.com. Um, and all of the school's social media is at Legacy HS Theater. Um, a show is coming up. I've, we're doing a, what I call a Southern dysfunctional comedy next weekend. I'm actually at the school right now working on some scenic stuff, uh, right. for Faith County by Mark Landon Smith and then we're doing the ever epic high school musical in uh, February (laughs) wow is that the first time this is our first and hopefully only time no just kidding (laughs) this is our first time to don't edit that part out because Disney will come get me Um, (laughs) it's our first time to do high school musical and all of our students are super excited about it and uh, I think it'll be just a really fun show to do okay well thanks again for coming on and tell your lovely family that I said hi and have a great rest of your day 
I will. Thanks, Matt. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, please subscribe and leave an Apple podcast review if you have a moment. I'm actively looking for people to be on the show. If you or someone you know has an interesting story to tell, please reach out to me. You can get to me on Twitter and Facebook at TGLpod and theghostlightpod at gmail.com. Next week, Jean-Viev Beller joins me to talk about her costume designing career. We also touch on her work as a stitcher on Broadway and what her future in design looks like. See you next time at The Ghost Light.